This is the We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast with your host, J.D. Rieger. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 13, lucky 13, of the We Are Memphis Wrestling Podcast, a free podcast from Memphis Wrestling Plus. For exclusive content, visit memphiswrestlingplus.com. This week on the show, we have a special Heel Managers Roundtable with two masters of the craft, Hollywood Jimmy Blaylock and Barnabas the Leader. Let's get into it. I'm here with Jimmy Blaylock and Barnabas the Leader. Uh, thanks for joining me on the uh, We Are Memphis Wrestling that, Podcast. That's Hollywood Jimmy. Hollywood Jimmy. I'm I'm s- get straight. Come on now. JD, that is no way to start this particular program. <laughs> and by the way, the pleasure is all yours. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry, fellas. I, I, last time we were here off off of the mics, we had what I thought was like kind of a, I mean, really just like a super fascinating conversation about. And it was just you two, like, sharing stories and t- talking about, you know, being managers. And if there's any way that we could recreate that conversation right now, I would, I would love to. Um, uh, one thing that really, really struck me that I remember standing out from that conversation, Jimmy, was that you saying that you, didn't, you don't like dealing with, uh, with, uh, with good guy managers. Oh, my God. I hate dealing with baby managers. I, I don't see no use in a ma- baby manager. They shouldn't be a baby manager. <laughs> That's probably the worst thing ever created. I don't know why people uh, want to do that. You know, I, I just don't get it. I've, I've worked with so many baby managers, and it's a nightmare every I mean, I, single time. Other than Jimmy Hart, you know, I can't really think of one that, and he was also a heel manager a good bit of the time, but he's the only one I can really think of that did it really He's He's the really only one well. that actually did it right. You know, there's so many out there that, you know, I, I was telling you in the past, we was telling, I was telling, uh, you know, uh, I was talking to you about that, you know, situation. You remember the, uh, uh, you know, I had one baby manager come out and he he did everything wrong. And matter of fact, he came on. He, I didn't even I didn't even know who the guy was, and he was walked out with this other guy. I don't even recall who it was. And he got over there and he kept on coming on my side of the ring during the match, taken away from the match. And uh, I'm like, you know, he just kept on and kept on. And finally, I looked at him, and I can't really say what I I can't say what I actually told him. Keep it clean Hollywood the children are listening <laughs> yes I had to be careful but I told him I I picked up my cane and I told him I was going to shove it up his you know what right Woo-hoo. if he didn't stop coming on my side of the ring and I was so angry and I'm like you know I'm like then this is not the only time this has happened this happened several times you know baby managers and plus you have people's they bring their wives you know oh my god I want my wife to go to the ring with me and they don't even know what the hell they're doing you know it's just terrible i mean i've seen this happen over and over again and it's usually a promoter's wife or the owner of the company's wife you know what i mean somebody who doesn't know how to work and i'm not talking about the people who knows how to work but it's people who uh, a valet that looks like they come from a trailer park and they're supposed to be you know what i'm talking about <laughs> jesus lord they coming out here with their their tank top on their jeans on you know what i'm talking about and i hate that so to to Hollywood's point in the role of a professional wrestling manager 
I think a lot of times that role is taken for granted and just anybody thinks they can walk in off the street with their dirty dungarees and their thrift store, you know, sport coat and that they can be an effective manager and nothing could be further from the truth. You need to still be properly trained. You need to know how to work. You need to know psychology to uh, piggyback what Hollywood was speaking about in regards to a babyface manager crowding his space at ringside, taking away from the match. That is poor timing. That is poor psychology. That is a telltale sign that somebody let their buddy Bubba <laughs> around ringside that should not be there. And to, to elaborate on the role of the baby manager, there have been very few that have done it effectively. Jimmy Hart definitely being one. Paul Bearer, a.k.a. Percy Pringle for a time with The Undertaker, but that act was so over that regardless if he was baby or heel, it worked. Paul Ellering with The Road Warriors, same idea. It was more about the act being strongly over. Babyface managers are essentially cheerleaders. And they do have their place occasionally as long as they know how to work. Because if they know how to work, then somebody that is as skilled as Hollywood Jimmy will be able to take them and elevate them to the next level. Or, in the case of the young chap that he just mentioned, might end up becoming a human popsicle courtesy <laughs> of his cane. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. That's absolutely true. You know, I actually had one guy who came out, I was managing the Family of Pain. I think we was in Ripley, Mississippi somewhere. But anyway, I was managing the Family of Pain, and uh, I got over there, and they was, we was out going through the curtain. And the other team, who I don't even know who they were, they got over and said, oh, by the way, we got a manager. I'm like, what? You got we're going to the ring. I was like, you got to be kidding me. We're, you know, we're going to the ring. And I got over and I said, well, look at here. You're going to get fired when I get out there. I'm going to ask for your manager's license, and you're going to get fired. Uh, you know, you're going to, okay, I'll do it. I said, well, yeah, because let me, you know, we're going to their, our music's playing. So finally he goes out there. We, we go out there and I look at him. I say, you're fired. You haven't got a manager's license and the referee makes him go back. Well, guess what? Here comes the owner of the company with a baseball bat. He said, oh, I'll take his place. I'll be, I'll be in y'all's corner. I looked at him. I said, I said, get him away from the ring. Please get him away from the ring. Well, he's the owner of the company. I said, I don't care who he is. Get him away. Tell him to get go. Anyway, this jackass stays out there, and, and, and I was so angry. I was so angry. Jimmy's getting so, hot. Can you see so the beads mad. of sweat? This so Look at that. Mad. Anyway, we, after the match Break was out over, the cold sweat. Good God. Hey. <laughs> after the match was over with, I, I bawled him out. I said, what? You know, I can't tell you what I said. But anyway, they got so he's the owner. He's not going to have you back no more. I said, I don't care. I, mean, I don't care. You think I care? Well, I never was back, but who cares? And that is, that is a, a strong example of being completely unprofessional in regards to if you are working with a team or an individual, then you should know far in advance all the players in the game. Everyone that's going to be out around ringside involved with a particular match. No last minute additions. No, hey, you know, cousin Jethro, we're just going to throw him out there and 
and you, you know, just work your magic. Work your magic, Jimmy. Barnabas, make him a star. No, no, we're not. We're going to do our jobs, and we're going to show by doing our jobs just how pitiful and pathetic untrained individuals can be. If someone really wants to take this craft seriously, and I would say that Jimmy would second this tenfold, if you really want to become an effective professional wrestling manager, you need to be properly trained in a, well, I don't know, a facility much like the Wrestle Center here in Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee with Memphis Wrestling. Some fine trainers right here, I do declare. Some fine salesmanship there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and, and what he just said, a lot of people think, uh, and I swear I have people walk up to me a lot, hey man, I, I want to be a manager. Is there any way you can get me out there next week, you know, on the show? I'm like, oh my next God. Next week? I mean, you know, this has happened. And I just look, roll my eyes, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, go there and talk to the promoter. I'm sure they'll put you out there, you Like, know? that's all it took for you. It's yeah, just no, like, like, hey, put yeah, me out there. Put me out there, you know, let's come out there. I want to be a manager, you know, I can talk. I'm like, I, you know, I'm like, oh Jesus, here we go. And they just, I just shake my head and just, okay, okay, yeah, well, I'm sure it's going to happen. They may be able to sweet talk Susanna down at the local deli. <laughs> Getting a slob of a glop of chicken salad with a little like too much mayo, but but that's a whole different deal than coming out and entertaining the masses and being effective when it comes to ringside psychology. And when called upon to do X, Y, and Z inside the sacred squared circle, being able to deliver the goods. And I will say this, and I will sneak this in now. Hollywood Jimmy is no question the benchmark. He is the measuring stick for professional wrestling managers here at Memphis Wrestling. He is, even though we are friends, we are compadres, we are peers. Absolutely. He is exactly who I am chasing because he is an absolute pro, and I respect his ability, and I hope to one day be on the same level as his skill, as his talent, and the, the fact, Jimmy, that you and who you are here in Memphis Wrestling and beyond is truly who you are as a real human being. All you have to do is Google search, pull up on the YouTubes, Hollywood Jimmy, and you will find Jimmy rubbing elbows, hodnobbing with Hollywood's elite because he is the real deal and he brings a level of authenticity to what we do. I can only aspire to attempt to bring that type of authenticity as Barnabas the leader with the world's greatest collection of curiosities and abnormalities, the circus, with the cornerstone being Maurice the Strong. And that's why I love Maurice. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, I mean, that's why I love him. So look how he's dressed. Look at this. This is how managers dress. You look at him, you look at his his outfit. I even complimented when I first uh, actually saw him. You did. I uh, got over and I walked up to him and I said, oh my God, dude. You, I said, you are what a wrestling manager is supposed to look like. Because I've seen a lot of people come out there, and just like he said, with jogging pants on, <laughs> a T-shirt. And I'm like, oh, my God. But when I saw him, I'm like, oh, my God, that's how you do it. That's how you do it. Not only that, he, he knows how to talk. He's really good at it. He's got the look. And, uh, you know, I, I like him. He's You're going to make me blush, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, one more thing I want to talk about is how you guys balance, right? like when you're managing talent, like you guys are here to talk, but sometimes you're managing someone who might also want 
to talk or maybe not. So how do you strike that balance with the with the talent that you're working with? I actually let them. You know, I like I love lighting like uh, Van Vicious, for instance. Van Vicious is good. You know, I actually uh, I tell them hey, we get in the back. You know, hey, you say this and I'll say that. You know, and uh, I put them in there with me because uh, you know I want to put my ta- I want to put first of all my job is to put my guys over like a million dollars. You know what I mean? And I'm going to do that. And uh, you know, Van, and, and and if they can talk, I love putting them on a the mic. I love putting them with me, and we work off each other instead of over each other you know what I mean but uh, you know we I have done that in the past uh, plenty of times because you know I manage a lot of the guys you know heck I manage so many people I managed Lawler Dundee and you know you name it and uh, uh, Kamala you know, Gundam Giant of course I did all his talking you know <laughs> but I mean you know uh, but a lot of times you just work with them and let them talk too and uh, Reggie B uh, Tra- Billy Joe Travis oh my god so many Billy Joe Travis by the way was one of the funniest guys I've ever been around in my entire life uh, but, uh, you know, it was a pleasure. I, I miss him a lot. And Kamala, too, you know, but uh, Brickhouse Brown. Just so many, you know, but you actually just work with them, let them talk, and work together. You know, that's how you do it. Jimmy, my, my thoughts definitely mirror your own. If I'm working with an individual that perhaps is still working on the craft of delivering an effective promo, then I will begin our partnership by doing the majority of the talking. But by the end of our run together, my goal is to help elevate that performer to the point where I really only need to do very little, if any, talking at all. Because I want them to be better than when I first arrived. And when you do have an instance where you're working with somebody that's a, a fantastic promo, like a like a Lawler or a Dundee, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which makes me harken back to the days of Nick Bockwinkel and Bobby Heenan, like you want to share the time you know, when you have two skilled performers who respect and trust one another, there's no reason why you can't help to spotlight and help get each other over. It doesn't have to be one or the other, but at the end of the day, as a managerial mind, it is our job to help elevate and spotlight our talents. So we will get ourselves over no matter what. I think Jimmy will agree. We're not concerned about that. Our main goal is to make sure that we get our talents over in the best capacity possible. And for me, it's a matter of being as elaborate and grandiose of a character as I can be so that I can turn that spotlight onto a magnificent physical specimen like Maurice. And for Jimmy, it's just as dynamic of a performer, just just as outlandish, just as good of a talker as anyone in the industry has ever been. Same idea. Bring the attention to himself, turn the spotlight onto his talents, showcase them in the best means possible. Absolutely, man. You could, I couldn't have said it better. Absolutely. I remember you in, in the previous uh, version of this conversation, I remember you saying something about your relationship with Maurice being something to the effect of, you know, he doesn't say a lot because that's your skill and on the same token you don't get physical you 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 make a concerted effort not to get physical to not take that attention away from him exactly we work our relationship and partnership is unique because even though i outwardly am the manager and he is the client i think of the circus more as a team as a unit so we work in tandem we work together almost like an actual tag team And he has his strengths and I have mine. And rather than stepping on each other's toes and taking away from one another, we respect one another enough to know, you know, the the heavy lifting is going to be left to Maurice. 
and the eloquent speaking is going to be left to Barnabas. And I would say that Jimmy, <laughs> Jimmy has similar relationships with clients where it's not necessarily a domineering manager and a lowly client, but it's more of a, of a actual team, a team effort, if you will. Yeah, and another thing too, Maurice, you know, you know Maurice is great. I, I have to admit, he's got some great talent, but Maurice, did you see, uh, he's so intimidating looking. I mean, no doubt about it. When I, when I first saw Maurice, I mean, he, you manage one of the best, one of the best guy. He's one of the best guys around. But this guy is, uh, he, he looks. If you, if you hit a car by accident, you don't, want, you don't <laughs> want this guy getting out of the car. You understand what I mean? He looked like he could kill you. <laughs> I'm telling you, he is great looking. He's good. He's very. And if talented. you just offer him a French baguette, he's like, <laughs> he like a little, little box of fluffy ducks. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is like I got Vane. You don't want Vane to get out of the car. And Vane, one of the most talented wrestlers around. You know, I have, uh, and I'm, I'm proud to have Vane. Vane, up and rising star, and, and you have Van Vicious, and then we threw Colton. I've got, we got, got ready Colton Cage. He's gone. He's never coming back. I, like, I can't stand him. But I'm going to tell you something. Vane, look at this guy. Look at Vane. And he is talented. He can wrestle. And look how he, I'm, look, he's not been in the business long, but he's he's an up and rising star, and I think he's going to go somewhere. You know what I mean? He's got the look. He's got the talent. And uh, with me behind him, you know, you never know where he's going to go, especially with Van, you know, with Vicious. I love Van Vicious, one of the greatest athletes in the business today. And look at that. Quick people, need people talking about his spray on tan. That's a real tan. Do you understand? Makes me angry. Why do those people do that? Because they're jealous, Hollywood, jealous. Jimmy. They are jealous. But your talents, your talents, the individuals whose careers you lead, they look like stars. And they should look like stars because they are stars because they're associated with Hollywood Jimmy. Is it gratifying to you to see someone, I mean, I hate to say, I hate to use this word, like graduate to where they're on their own and they don't need you anymore? Does that make you feel like you've done your job? I don't like what he Colton Cage. You're talking about Colton Cage. I'm not Colton trying to, Cage needs me. I'm not trying oh, to insinuate what, anybody. Be? What is Can you believe about? JD tried to stir the pot with he his try, with his innuendos? I'm trying to get too sentimental. Now here. let me Sorry, tell you, let me tell you something right now. Let me tell you something. He needs me. Look at here. Well, he does nothing without me. He used to go in the limousines. We used to take him to I Hollywood. I didn't mean anyone you know, in particular. Oh, you know. I know who you're talking about. Come on, man. You're ta- you make me sick. Let me tell you something. Colton Cage is a loser without me. What are you talking about? J.D., I would assume that you are currently wearing a pair of Colton Cage underoos because you are such a fan of this man's work. How dare you question and I bet you the ability pink. of Hollywood Jimmy? They're pink. I bet you they're pink. <laughs> Colton's not the one who wears pink. Oh, shut up. Oh, you, oh you, where's Van at? I'll tell him about what you just said about him. He's about sick of all this, too. You know, nonsense. All right. I, I think we need to uh, put an end to this before I dig myself in a hole here, guys. Uh, I, I sincerely appreciate it that you guys taking the time to speak to me uh, ab- about this topic because I think it was really fun and, and enlightening for the audience. Memphis Wrestling is the home of the resurgence of the professional wrestling manager. We have ties to the past rich history of managers throughout Memphis, Tennessee, and beyond. We are resuscitating, reviving, and taking the form of the manager into the future and beyond. So you, 
JD and all of your listeners should appreciate the skill and the craft that an individual such as Hollywood Jimmy and Barnabas the leader bring to your screens, your television screens. And if you dare to show up live here at the Wrestle Center and soil our seats with your filth, muck, and grime, you will see firsthand with your little beady eyes what it is to be a true managerial classic and also also you remember this you dream it we live it (laughs) well said my friend well said the we are memphis wrestling podcast is produced by jd rieger for memphis wrestling plus our ring announcer is terrence ward our theme music is high rise by glory For more information and exclusive content, visit memphiswrestlingplus.com.